0: right well hello everyone and welcome to Tapcaf transmissions the only star wars podcast hosted by myself and my co-host who is effervescent evasive energetic and all the other e-words it's eckhart slatter that other e-word see i need to make sure that people knew that's why i used those words but uh, i never
1: picked i didn't pick up on that so i'm really glad uh I'm really glad you, you covered that.
0: Someone's going to go back and find an episode where I didn't use an E-word, but that one doesn't count. But uh, how are you doing, Mr. Um, Justin
1: Eckharts ladder last name? I'm doing well. I'm definitely doing well. No complaints. Life's good. Drinking my, my timmies. I'm ready to talk about some, some burgeoning Jedi and um, a half-naked centaur. And yeah.
0: Ready to watch uh,
1: the Canadians take on uh, Golden Knights? Yeah, you got it, dude. Yeah, ready to watch the Canadians. So, like, I'm a Rangers fan, and like, if you're a like, so I'm in a very tough situation this year because I don't want Tampa to win um, because they won last year. So that means I gotta cheer for the Islanders, and the Islanders are like another New York team, and it's like it's pretty much illegal to do that. So that's one thing. And then I'm also cheering for the Canadians and I'm my second team is the Maple Leafs and I I hate Canadians fans, so it's like I'm I'm not being my true self this year. But I have an old coworker who I
0: think has a Carey Price body pillow. So <laughs> there like my Mary. Facebook <laughs> chat with some of my old coworkers from McDonald's has just been Carey Price for the last 4 days.
1: Yeah, it's like, I never even had a problem with um, with the Canadians' teams. Like, I actually even really like the team this year. Just, like, the fans are so goddamn obnoxious. Speaking of things with fans
0: who are so goddamn obnoxious, it's time to talk some Star Wars. So, what did you think about today's book, Young Jedi Knights? Is well, there any other news that you want to talk yeah, about? Before we
1: get into that, I do have other news we want to talk about. Because there's something that's actually very relevant to this podcast. Um, so the first Essential Legends Collections books dropped on the 15th, I think. Just checking my notes. And so that was a reprinting of Heir to the Empire and Bane Book One. Um, the and Shatterpoint. of Shatterpoint. Yeah, and Shatterpoint. Um, but Shatterpoint also, for the first time, got an Unabridged audiobook, which is exciting for people like me who really enjoy the audiobooks. Um, but they also announced that we will be getting a second round of the Essential Legends collection, including the two books uh, that I just mentioned, the, the sequels to them, um, and the uh, also one of our favorite books, uh, Rogue Squadron, book one yeah. of the X-Wing series. Do you think they're going to do the other X-Wing books at all? Like maybe even just Wraith with this? I'm not sure, but we do know that we're also getting the unabridged X-Wing book, which is right. a long time coming. And like, that's what I'm most, e- yeah, yeah the, sorry, the audio book. Yeah. So that's like what I'm most excited about. Um, and we do know I, you probably got this email too, because you're on the, the mailing list now, right? Um, That they're doing a, at least it seemed like they're doing this for the 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 coming little while. We're at least getting a fourth collection in the spring, and then it seems like more are coming after that.
0: So, yeah. I don't know that I actually got the emails. Like, I got the books, which uh, which are helpful, but... Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I really I like the, the art the...
1: on these. I didn't get the books, so... You think maybe the they think that
0: uh, you were just, like, updating your mailing address when you gave them mine, and I'm getting stuff you should have?
2: Did you get uh, Light of the Jedi? I did get... Edit- or is not that lately. the next one? Uh, yeah. yeah Whichever sure one is called. called. Yeah. Darkness okay. something. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice hardcover. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get on the Disney Plus list too?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Are you
2: uh, doing
1: that? The the screener that's coming up?
0: Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I'm not sure which screener you're talking about.
1: I think we can say there's the the, is that a, Is it a B? No, okay. There's a black... It's for Black Widow. Okay, Okay. yeah. I I thought you were talking about something Star
0: Wars-y. Like, yeah.
1: No, no. I just thought I might just... Because you can just do it online, too, right? Yeah. That's cool. So I might just do that. The first two
0: Loki episodes were available for Mm us. Yeah. Pretty epic.
1: I still haven't watched those yet. Hold on. I just randomly put... My son was posting stuff to my Facebook, too? Oh, my God. (laughs) So he was up here sitting on my lap because I was I was putting a video out right before Tapcalf and then I had to put him to bed. And uh yeah, he was just hitting shit on the keys. I thought it was fine, but no. He uh posted uh that I went to a restaurant that I didn't go to.
3: Hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, usually people have gotta pay you to get you to say that if you found someone. yeah He's a he's a he's a little rascal, to put it lightly.
0: Speaking of the little rascal, should we be doing a little rascal's recap podcast at some point? Or
1: no? But that does remind me. Should we? We did skip talking. Um, we did skip the Bad Batch. We were going to do we it did. last week. Kind of just decided not to. Um, and do do you want to give brief thoughts on that? Just very brief. Like you know, we can do. Bad Bane's back.
2: That's yeah. Someone Dad said Bane... it was huge.
1: Yeah. It is. It is huge. I mean, I thought those two episodes were actually really good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I thought the two episodes were really good. Probably, I think the the one before this one was probably my favorite of the series so far,
2: maybe in total. And then, um, yeah, yeah, I thought they were both really good. Uh, the
0: Cad Bane coming back. I there was a lot of discussion about like. Uh, all characters returning stuff, whether that's good or bad. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I don't like when stuff happens too often uh, when you have too many characters returning that are unrelated to what's going on. But I think these have so far been characters that have a decent reason to show back up. So Mm -hmm. it hasn't bothered me too much, especially with connected properties. Then it's, you kind of know going in that you're going to get something. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the Martez sisters were a lot more egregious than Cad Bane, um, and yeah, I, I, I didn't even have a problem with that. Um, and yeah, it's just I I think we're gonna have a lot of Cad Bane episodes. This like I don't think they they brought Cad Bane back just to you know kill him off or whatever or to make him disappear. Like I, I think next episode will probably be them returning to um, Fennec Shand. Yeah, and I think they'll probably track Cadbane down together. Um, but yeah, who knows? I wonder if she'll make it back to Camino either way. Um, people complaining about the show being slow uh, will probably like, they've got nothing to complain about after those last two episodes. Yeah. I I, I hate that. Complaint. I don't.
0: Like you- yeah. The, the thing about filler episodes using that term to apply to episodes that are very clearly building like character development. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah, it's, and it's like it, it. Like I said, this with the Mandalorian too. If every episode is a big one, then none episodes. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's interesting. Like season one did that even better than season two. I think where like you spend a lot of time like exploring the galaxy. You know, you've got that episode where they're defending the village and stuff. And then like by the time you get to the end, it's like an, it's like a really oh shit moment. So yeah. Yeah, like,
0: they're, not every episode has to advance the primary goal of the plot. As long as it's doing something to develop the characters, mm-hmm. it's, that's not filler.
1: Yeah, That's not, not what totally. that word
0: means. I think it's just one of those words or terms that gets picked up on the internet and people apply to anything that they personally don't like, or even just want to sound clever for using a term to like critique the word, something. Tro-
1: like the word trope. Be yeah. like, oh yeah, that has tropes in it. Yeah, it's media. It has tropes.
0: Or like us calling things slice of life. We haven't done that in a while, but we're doing that's it in the us. opposite direction. It's a and positive thing. I don't know thing, why you're criticizing
1: but... that as us, because that's not us who does that. That's me. If you want to insult me, just just do it. I'm, no, I'm, I'm trying to
0: show that we're a team here. When one of us does something wrong, then both of us are doing something
1: wrong. Unless you do something really wrong, then I'm disavowing you. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait till it get cancelled next week and Someone pulls that clip and is like, he said it. He knew. <laughs> um, yeah, so I forgot what I was going to say. Good stuff. Um, should we talk about what we're doing next week as well? Because I, I don't think we had formally announced it. We were talking about maybe doing um, maybe doing Lost Stars, but we've kind of had a change of plans, right?
0: Yeah, so we, we really want to get uh, Lost Stars at a time that we can rope in Alex from Star Wars Explained. Uh, We made that commitment live, so
2: that'll probably be best planned around him. Uh, Next week, we have decided to
3: do... We both do drums there? Yeah. I was doing it too. (laughs) I couldn't hear yours. I
0: wasn't sure if you could hear mine, or if anyone could hear either of ours, but...
1: We're doing the Rising Storm next week. Um, That is the one, right? Yeah. Rising Storm? And I actually just heard back from Alex and he would like to join us. Oh, for um, Rising Zone? Cool. Yeah, so assuming our schedules all work out, which I think they will, uh, even if we need to move in off Thursday, I'll, I'll we'll work the details off that. Yeah. that we'll will prioritize be... accommodating him on that. Because mm-hmm. he's he's a lot bigger. Well, he he's read everything High Republic and all the comics and stuff, where yeah. we're more casual. Um, I was hoping to get to reread the first book. Um, Not happening. I don't think I'm, yeah, it, it's really long. Um, yeah,
0: this one has 76 chapters or something. Uh, it's 450 pages. So the fact that there's so many chapters means that a lot of those pages are just half pages with the chapter info on it. But mm. uh...
2: yeah,
1: so uh, th- th- there's a few there's a few people who do like really good book reviews. So I'll probably just watch one of those. Kind of what I've been doing. That's what I did before um the recent Thrawn book, where I like remembered nothing. Yeah. I still feel like I kind of get the general ideas, but I wonder. Cause like, I know that they've been establishing things like in the other books. Like I know there's those like plant guys, the big plant enemies that I know nothing about. Um, the den gear, I think.
2: Uh, you're talking about Dengar, the bounty hunter who appears in this book. Oh yeah. And so love of plants. Sorry. I got mixed up. We'll be continuing
0: the high Republic next week. You can mark Shinro that down on your calendars right now. And, uh, we did get a question about Shatterpoint, uh, asking if we Ooh. were going to cover it at any point soon, and I do think that would be a good one to go to. Yeah, I was because uh, like too. with the Essential Legend stuff coming out, but also uh, with my recent Matthew Stover kick. Mm. Yeah, no, we could do that
1: afterwards, maybe. Anything to put off Black Fleet Crisis? <laughs> yeah, we're really putting this shit off. <laughs> so I don't do even you... dislike it as much as you either. So. It's just weird.
0: I don't know. Yeah. Uh. So we could do, I Republic is the next book, then Shatterpoint, and then Black Fleet Crisis, as we march
3: inexorably yeah, not towards the NJO.
1: To, I'm not gonna commit uh, commit to Black Fleet Crisis right like right after that. But I like that general idea. Like maybe we we might have to throw in another Young Jedi Knight book.
0: Um, okay. Well, I, I mean, uh, as the next novel we cover, because we'd uh, probably yeah, have yeah. a week of MJ, or uh y j k between
1: yeah so because like we're yeah. not doing huge novel, huge novel, huge novel that would be right, yeah, we'll probably do like uh high republic then young giant knight then um... at point, then young giant yeah. knight, then
0: uh Black Fleet crisis or yeah
1: yeah. Okay, so let's talk about this book that we read today. I read today. Did you read it today? I read it today.
0: We got all our patio furniture, so Dane and I went outside, sat down with a nice Young Jedi Knight book, and uh, read that outside. So, yeah, it was healthy. Nice fresh air, nice sunlight shining down onto my pale, pale skin.
1: I've got very dark skin, actually. Like, I, well, I mean, I'm a white person. I've got, <laughs> I don't have very dark skin, but I've got very <laughs> tanned skin right now because I'm irresponsible with sunscreen. Um, although you can't tell in my white light, but, like, I put my, I put my hand next to my kids and it's just, like, they're fully protected mm-hmm. from the sun. This, like, beautiful baby skin. And it's just, like, me. I'm just, like, burnt and... Anyway, the book. Um, what were your thoughts? General impressions. Did you like this one?
0: I did. Uh, I think generally I've been enjoying uh, the series more as it goes along, and mm-hmm. this has been no exception to that. Like, I think it's getting better with the characters. Uh, I agree. Like, in a lot of the early ones, there was the one self-contained adventure, and there were a few catchphrases basically each of the kids had. Like, Jason only existed to tell jokes. Uh or jaina only existed to say something would be fun to tinker with but we've we've started establishing who the characters are they still do those things but they do other stuff along with that as well and i mean it, it's still kids book. that's kind of more what the young reader books are always gonna be like but uh we're getting into some of the longer longer plots deeper plots and i think it's been really good
1: yeah, we're also getting like into the full angsty romance as well. Yeah, like like the first third of this book was just like the kids pining after their lovers. Yeah, so it's it's Lobaca and Lady Lobaca. Um, it's uh, Jana and it's Zach, Jana and Zach, and Jason and Tencal. Which like Jason, she's there. It's and like... uh, don't forget Raynar and uh, Lucy. That was really funny. So. It, the way this worked out, we didn't plan it like this. But she was in the Crystal Star, and I believe I mentioned you didn't because I was reading. Like this. I, I was I was reading that this book, and I was like, oh yeah, which book was she in again? Was it the last Young Jedi Knights book we read? And I was like, no wait, it was Crystal Star. So I remember we were reading yeah. that, and I mentioned that I thought she reappeared. And it's kind of funny too because it's like probably a decade later or so, or maybe like I think eight years later. Yeah. Um. And it's also kind of funny, too, because this is going to sound weird because it is weird, but she's like described as being half naked. Yes. And it's just kind of funny that like Reynard's stumbling over his words and not able to talk to her. It's like maybe <laughs> he's probably not in love with her. It's just the first pair of boobs he's ever seen.
0: Well, I don't know how uh, directly mammalian the upper body is. I mean, it's Star Wars, it's almost certainly. Yeah. Exactly, just a human woman's upper
1: body. Although, the, the one thing that was weird is it did describe her as having a mane, which is like... So, like, does she have a mane running down her back? Like... Yeah. Is it just her hair? I don't know. But, yeah. I think it's probably both. It's, like,
0: regular hair, but then it also just runs straight back down her back. But, yeah, we got Raynar and Lucy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, there's, there's just so many pairings happening. Uh, Lucy... Doesn't show up on the mission to here Doesn't get mentioned at the conclave on Zunemisekot. So we can say here and now, uh, she dies.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happens to her, but surely nothing good. <laughs> she dies off screen. She's
0: too busy to go to Zunemisekot that day. And, like, everyone's at Zunemisekot. I just read, I just uh, finished my NJO reread. And there's a sentence towards the end where, like, all the Jedi are on Zunemisekot and mm-hmm. james lucino just lists all the jedi that are there makes a, oh, really? a big fat old list and there's like 37 names he gives then he gives the name of five of the kids so like ben gisella uh valen and says and 20 other kids so mm-hmm. there's it seems like the jedi order because he says all the jedi are there so you could probably is, say like, is oh, this maybe like after you. the
1: battle when they're like seeing the Vong off?
0: Yeah, this is when like the battle of Coruscant's over, uh, the war is over. the cot's about to fly off and uh, take the Vong to another part of the galaxy. And there's a lot. I actually, having reread it now, I don't dislike what happened uh, with some cot, I think it actually makes a lot more sense and is handled a lot better than what I'd remembered. It's uh, Dark Nest, where some of the developments seem to get kind of. Pushed aside, but even then, there's it's five the years. Fl- between it's them. not the flashiest
1: ending, I think, is one thing a lot of people had a problem with. Well, I think
0: enough gets like explained as to what's going to be going on that it that some of the issues I had with it thinking back without having read it recently enough are kind of resolved. in just the way Zonamis Cot like it's not like M C Cot comes in, all the Vong step onto it and leave. Like, there's two books worth of build up on why it's important, uh, then. It's even left open of like the people who were at Coruscant got on, some other people came back, but there are still large groups of Yuzon Vong elsewhere that They're they need to go kill. Or... Yeah, yeah.
1: So that was probably my biggest problem with um, Legacy and Fate of the Jedi and Swarm War. It's like the Vong just disappear. Um... Well, there's
0: five years between
1: NJO and Darkness, and so yeah. But I mean, still like. I don't know, like, it's galaxy-changing event, and, like, the biggest thing yeah. we get mentioned is, like, there's still some coral in the Coruscant on yeah. the city. Like, in uh, in Unifying Force, they talk about how
0: uh, Coruscant's not going to be inhabitable for a hundred years. It'll be decades before anyone can live there again. Five mm-hmm. years later in uh, Darkness, they're all just back. And Luke even says, yeah, yeah I'm not thinking we're going to go and try to reclaim Yavin. Uh, as a jedi temple again everyone's really excited to go to osis and then they're just they're immediately back on Yavin. <laughs> but, i didn't realize he took yavin back i didn't remember that well the the praxium on yavin is still being used in darkness isn't it or is it on i don't Ossus? think so yeah no I don't, I don't think so okay i'll i'm about to reread I th- I think, darkness. isn't he back at the jedi temple at that point I well they're using coruscant but they also have the praxium and i thought the praxium was on yavin and that's where cam and teon were Where is it that Jason goes and, like, annihilates all of them?
1: Yeah, maybe that... Maybe that's... I can't remember, because I remember that where they're all being being tortured. I can't remember, though. Yeah,
0: like, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm misremembering that, too. No, you might be right, because now that
2: I'm thinking about it, yeah. But anyways, Young Jedi Knight. Hmm. Lusa probably dies, is the point. Uh... Rip. Does she come up anywhere else? Maybe... I think she's in she must get a name drop somewhere.
0: Well I mean anywhere that might confirm her as being dead or not later on.
3: <laughs> oh, um, okay.
0: What this is unsourced, but Wikipedia says during the Yuzon Vong War, Lusa was resting in a field on Chiron when a Voxen struck her down.
1: Ooh, she was so mentioned
0: it's... in Star by Star. Okay. So Okay. That's... Hold on.
1: I've got I've got Star rough. by Star. Let me just see. I've, I've got it pretty much open right here. Um, just so I can, just so I
2: can ruin this book for everybody. Is it? How how do you spell her name again? L U S A. L U S A. Right. Uh oh yeah. Anakin voice cracking. Lusa was one. Someone else has
1: died. She asked, fearing the truth, even as she survives it. Lusa. Anakin said, voice cracking. Lusa was one of their close friends from the academy on Yavin Four. Anakin gestured vaguely towards
2: the frozen carcasses in the tissue locker. A pack of Voxen and ran her down. So, gross. <laughs> Do you have a tissue locker? That's the and the the thing is that's the
1: that's the first time she's mentioned in that book. So she's killed. Off, she has killed. Yeah. Off screen. that's the only time she's mentioned in uh, in any book after Young Jedi And then Raynar is eager to avenge her death, so it's a nice bit of uh, yeah. continuity there. Yeah, well, we'll see what
0: develops between them in the next uh, next few
1: Young Saturday Night books, because she does show up for the rest of the series, I think. She uh, shows up anytime uh Cam Solisar is mentioned, because Lusa's right in the last name there.
2: That's true. That, that doesn't help when searching. <laughs> <laughs> Can't spell Solisar without Lusa. That's
0: his motto. <laughs> It was weird because a lot of the students were asking why he kept saying that after the Vong
1: War. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess which? Anna uh, with Lusa as well. So
3: yeah.
1: Well, he was. Uh,
0: he was on the. He was there with Hethrir and everything, and then he's at the Jedi Academy with them, so it makes sense. Yep. But uh, of the, I guess that's four pairings. Obviously, Raynar and Lusa is the most awkward. Which is the the least awkward? Or am I wrong? Is Raynar well, and Lusa not the most awkward? Does Gina okay. take the cake on the messages there?
1: They're all pretty close besides for Chewie and his girl who are just like banging all night. <laughs> like they just disappear for hours. And like everyone knows just when, they sh- when she shows up, just leave them alone. <laughs> they're like, they're going to play in the river now. You don't want to see what's about to happen. But they're also joining a cult. Yeah, that reminded me. So... What's her name again, so I can stop calling him? Stop calling her, Mrs. Raba. Lubaka. Yeah, Raba. Um, I'm terrible with names. If you guys haven't noticed yet by this episode, Raba shows up and basically pulls the fucking multi-level marketing scam on Lubaka. She's like, <laughs> "Hey, do you want to chat about something interesting?" And he's like, "Sure." And then it's like, "I've got this business opportunity where you can be your own boss," and <laughs> he just gets he gets pulled into some bullshit and like, he's too much of a, he likes her too much to say no, basically. But she of course was uh, pulled in herself by the diversity Alliance. Um, and which is becoming, well, it not becoming more fanatical, but we're learning more about it and we learn their ultimate goal in this episode. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. So we talked about this a lot. Uh, we gave the overview of the diversity Alliance in the, uh, in the last episode. So If you haven't listened to the episode about, the Diversity Alliance book, then you should probably do that if if you unless you don't care, then don't. But uh yeah, their plan now is gonna be to wipe out all humans. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna be using a kind of flip side version of the Krytos virus for this. Mm-hmm. Uh developed by the same guy who developed that, which is Evir Virdercoat.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So the Krytos virus was a virus that was able to kill pretty much anyone who wasn't a human, uh, and this is just a virus that's going to kill anyone Easily who is a human. Easily healed,
1: though. Easily healed through Bacta, Yeah, which was the whole point. Try to bankrupt the New Republic, or develop like animosity against the New Republic.
3: Yeah.
0: But the plan with this is to kill all the humans, and they're hoping that uh, that they'll be able to let a sample out somewhere, and it'll spread throughout the galaxy. They tried that with... Was it... It's not Galanor, it's just It was a different... Because Galanor is one of the Haven worlds. It's the G world that came up... yeah. uh, The world that Zek met Boba Fett on last time, we find out that that was where one of the samples had been released, but no one actually left the planet in time to kill everyone. and
1: I know why. Because it kills you in like 10
0: seconds. Yeah, so what we've all (laughs) learned during COVID, or just from playing Pandemic, or what's the game called, where Madagascar would make everyone lose, you'd... You don't want to have something that kills people right away if you're trying to wipe out everyone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Then, yeah, it's dangerous because it'll kill a lot of people, but it's not going to last long. It's not going to spread. You're not going to wipe out the whole galaxy with that. Yeah, so, because come it's
1: on. literally like, like, so she uses it on the, uh, funny enough, the Royal Guards who, um, who basically created the Shadow Academy in the uh, Empire Reborn. She uses it on them and they're dead literally within like 30 seconds, it seems. Yeah,
0: they like can't well, move the
1: whole time. They're like they're they're having violent,
0: obvious death. Yeah, like they're able to infect the guy and watch him die in this book. It's like, I wonder why our our virus didn't spread throughout the galaxy. Like even if someone flew away from the planet on a ship while this is happening, they're not gonna make it. They're just gonna die in their ship in hyperspace. No one's gonna get to Coruscant with this. No one's gonna get to karita no one no one's getting to karita no one's getting to
1: karita yeah (laughs) but especially because they specifically say that it can't stay in the air it needs to be in a host um yeah i mean maybe a dead host can hold it for a while and you get a bit more kind of transfer that way i mean you drop it on coruscant you can still probably you know just because people are packed so closely you can still probably kill a couple million but the krytos virus is like very it was first i I think you have no symptoms for a while and then it's it's extremely contagious um and like that was smart yeah even even that they managed to hold on coruscant so this has no chance like they'll need to release this on every single planet like multiple multiple times
0: yeah like they needed to consult an epidemiologist or a virologist for this uh like michael stackpole or was that aaron alston i think it was stackpole
1: the doctor
3: Oh, no the the, the yeah, author was, of the that was Stackpole yeah those, yeah because Krytos virus yeah
1: that was Rogue Squadron yeah yeah but kind of still I mean uh, and I was kind of thinking because we do get to see a bit of the virus from the other perspective I don't know why my webcam's unfocusing but the virus from the other perspective in the last book where like we're watching there's like an old security footage and even in that it's still maybe not quite as quick but still pretty quick um, yeah. But, I mean, it did wipe out that whole planet, so maybe we're chatting shit for no reason.
0: Well, it seems like that was a small town and everyone was super close together. And, like, it still did that over the course of a... at most a week or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because there was the guy who died in jail, and it didn't even get him. He just died in jail. So it was quick enough that no one actually had a chance to go talk to him. Like, I don't know if it was a festival everyone else was at and they just fell dead but it and then as soon as like boba and and zach get there pretty quickly and Mm. they're fine because it can't survive in the air away from the host at all
2: so Mm. it's uh yeah it's kind of strange um yeah not a great plan just overall
3: Mm -hmm.
1: but uh it did give me a good uh it did give me a very good video title the buy a weapon that even Palpatine was too afraid to use, like that's going to be a banger of a video. Oh, yeah, right. I already, I already started working on it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, but I get the one about uh, IG88 hacking the Death Star.
2: Deal. Okay.
0: It won't do as well as the as as the
1: other one, but hey, if you want to make the video too, feel free. I, I don't mind.
0: Oh, that, that's nice of you, as the man who holds the Star Wars copyrights, to to let me make the video. I have the copyright to our friendship. That's true. I did sign something that says that.
2: Yep, you should that is, it, bud.
0: That is the the downside of uh, us doing the podcast like this so often cuz we're always reading the same thing at the same time, which means we're always going to come across the stuff that makes good videos <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. But that just means that it's more videos linking to each other cuz people will watch one, they'll go watch the other. Uh <laughs> and
2: yeah. Yep. No, so if you, yeah, if you absolutely.
0: want to do a video on Thrawn's secret super weapon or Thrawn's secret weapon at the Battle of Bringy, then mm-hmm. feel free.
2: What was it? I didn't watch that video yet. Uh, it was a Golan two. Oh, okay. It's close. I mean, it yeah. was it was secret. Yeah. I thought you were going to talk about like I don't, I don't even know. But yeah, that's a good, that's a good one. How'd that video do for you? Good. Fine. Three thousand views. Me, that's good.
0: <laughs> Times are rough right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially when I haven't done uh, more than a video a week since the start of the year, I'm finally starting to do three, mm-hmm. which is a much better amount.
1: Yeah. Yeah, three is definitely larger than one. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> okay. So, what else do you want to talk about this book? So, we talked we talked about how it's very angsty. Everyone's missing their cutie pie. BF slash GF probably changing their uh, MSN uh, statuses. What else do you want to cover? Well, this whole, this
0: whole plot has so far between the two books, just been a bunch of stuff about people doing things that they shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. Like on the, on the side of the heroes, like outside the diversity Alliance, mm-hmm. like shouldn't be doing is in they're doing things they are all bad at.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: We're like, yeah, we've got the, the Zek subplot where he's becoming a bounty, a bounty hunter. And he clearly shouldn't be a bounty hunter. He doesn't want to be a bounty hunter when he gets down to like stuff he's trying to do or not do. And he's finally in like the latter parts of this book, we get an acknowledgement that he's aware that him doing this job is going to bring him into conflict with what Jaina and Jason want, for example. But he's doing it to make a name for himself so he can feel better about going back to the Academy. Like you're doing the exact same thing that Became a problem with the Shadow Academy. You're like mm-hmm. trying to live up to what you think the status is of these other people by doing uh just dumb, evil crap. And yeah, hunting for the father of their new friend is probably not going to endear you to the young Jedi Knights very much. Mm-hmm. Then on the Thal side, you've got Tycho, who apparently staged his own capture last time. You have Bornin, who's trying to disguise himself and being immediately sussed out while trying to pass along the information about the weapon and he's doing this in really dumb ways where it's like if you're trying to hide or if you need protection and you're trying to get the information out about the fact that diversity alliance is going to kill everyone go to coruscant like Mm -hmm. tell the new republic hey this might happen please hide me i'm being hunted for don't go to bars calling for bounty hunters when they're all going to be looking for you my god
1: they, they do kind of cover that though or she's like, he—he he might be worried we've infiltrated the government, and we
2: have.
0: Yeah, but like, he's still telling, uh, his wife and son.
2: He go, he's hoping this.
0: In, like, yeah, there's there's people out there who he knows he can trust at to not be the people who have been infiltrated. Like, like otherwise, have... what is he trying to do? Like, he there's does he think that yeah. Born and Industries is going to take care
2: of it all themselves? No, because they're all incompetent too. He's like, guess they will just die.
3: Yeah. Eventually.
2: <laughs> yeah. But, I
1: mean, it is an interesting... It's still kind of an interesting plot. And, like, until... I mean, even in the last book, we still didn't know exactly why he was being tracked. We knew it had yeah. something to do with the weapon. um, And we didn't know why um his brother was being tracked by the IG droids, which we kind of had the uh, explanation of in this book. Um, Because he's a moron, yes. Yeah. But also kind of the only one who's right. Well, he's not... He's kind of bright. What's he right about? Well, he thinks that his brother got in over his head on some business deal, which is pretty much it.
0: Kind of like very broadly speaking. He thought he was running a scam and now like owes people money and he's not actually in any danger. Yeah. Which is why he did his whole scam to get captured with the kids when they were fighting the spiders. And the kids are super upset by this because like, oh, so you had us in this fight with the droids. You got captured. Were we going to die? Oh, no, my droids would never have killed you. They don't kill humans. So Loey was going to die? Well, hmm. maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like, I actually don't give a shit about him. He might have died. It is what it is. That's basically yeah. what he says. And they're like, yeah, that's actually not cool of you.
3: Which is
0: why I've come... I know there's still like five books left in this uh, in this cycle, but... Uh, or that would be a cycle there's five books left in this series so i've i've come to a compromise that I think everyone will be okay with that can mend the gap between the new Republic and the diversity Alliance, and I think sure. everyone wins. okay. They should make a deal where the diversity Alliance gets Tycho, and that 's it. like <laughs> i 'd be happy with that. The schistavanian can eat him. And, and then like the galaxy is a better place. It doesn't have Tycho Thul in it. They have a, a symbolic human who both sucks and was okay if they died to, to scapegoat. And then there can be a ceremonial dinner of Tycho and then everyone can get back to, uh, healing the inequalities in the galaxy.
3: Yeah.
1: I mean, I think they want to kill everybody, so I don't know if they're going to go for that, but I like your thinking. Well, they can kill Tycho. I feel like you're missing
0: just how good of a proposition that is. <laughs> it's the guaranteed death of Tycho. Though.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Um, also, that <laughs> I had a, one funny note in here, just reading some of my notes. <laughs> Did you get that part with Gav? Uh, Dragonian, or whatever his name was? Yeah. Uh, like
3: his- yeah,
1: like Gavin, auto... Jory. yeah, yeah. Yeah. The book auto it to, to gay. So I looked mm-hmm. up gay in his last name because I didn't know what who the character was. And auto corrected to gay dragons. So I got that in my search history now. <laughs> it's getting like, worse he, the he, next two. I was like, his name might have been well, no, not even close. Like his name might like might be gay. Like no reason why it couldn't be. Yeah. You know? It's a real yeah. name. Yeah. yeah. In Star Wars. I don't it might even be a real name in... Real life, I don't know.
0: And Jory Daragon is not the same as Jory Carver, right? They're a different entity. It's not like a know. maiden name or something.
1: I've got no clue. I didn't even know who they were. Hmm. That's older that's older public stuff. That's not your area? No, not at all. Not yet. Not until we
0: read the Tales of the Jedi comics, right? And uh the books, like the Revan books and everything.
1: Yeah, I, I I'm kind of excited to read the the books. You too. I'm less excited about the oh well, the comics are cool too because they're kind of like straight out nineties, right? Most of them. Yeah. So I like the art style in them. Yeah. Uh, like the tale stuff some, is pre
0: Kotor.
1: Yeah. Uh, both in release and in time period. And I think we'll get some Exar Kun,
2: won't we? Exar Kun. Yeah. I think so. So that's neat. Um
3: but yeah. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Uh so Jaina is uh struggling
0: to record some messages for Zack cuz she's too shy. She blushes like anytime his name comes up, anytime someone talks that's about he's him, He's also she's not... walking
1: around shirtless.
0: Yeah, they, well, that's what you have to do as a bounty hunter. That's his but, bounty hunter disguise.
1: It's like the Kylo Ren thing. Yeah.
0: It, well, Zek is basically the Kylo Ren of, uh, yeah. of Legends. Well, Zek and and Kip. Kip, yep. yeah. Yeah. I, I do feel bad for Zek because in any story that Kip is also going to be in, then it's clear that Zek just becomes an unnecessary character. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, he's the no-name brand version of Kip. Yeah. But we get to see him. Well, I guess we get to see both as a kid, but we spend more time with uh, Zek. Yeah. And just like with like, his whole romance
0: with Jaina doesn't make me as uncomfortable with the Kip and Jaina stuff because mm-hmm. the age gap and the ages uh, when there's Jaina and Kip stuff going
1: on is not good. No. Yeah. It, it's really not good. But he's like, two, like uh, he's like two, only two years older than her where Kip's like, yeah, Zach is be, much closer. Kip's got to be what? Like a decade. Older yeah. Than
0: her? I think it's, I think he is 10 years older Mm -hmm. and she's like 17. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not good. It might even be more than that. It might be more of a difference, Mm
2: -hmm. but it's,
0: yeah, it's not good either way. Yeah. I'm glad she ends up with Jag over either of them. Mm -hmm. But if I had to rank them all, it's definitely like Jag, Zach, Kip, and like,
1: Zach definitely won me over for a while. Um, like as much as I should own Swarmore, I I liked him in that and yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I'm happy I'm happy short
0: with Jack. I don't hate Zek as a character, it's just he does end up feeling I don't know, once he's out of the Shadow Academy, like when he shows up in NJO, he's very secondary compared to how close he was to the kids before it. Mm-hmm. Uh other than going to Mercure... And even in the Mercure stuff, he's he doesn't really interact with them very much. Mm-hmm. Like he's there, he gets mentioned as being there, but it's I think it's like he shows up more in Dark Journey. Or he plays more of a role in Dark Journey
1: and then he Honestly, ends up Honestly, Raynor plays more of a role than he does later on. Yeah. Because Raynar becomes big and then by like well. He falls and then he's got like he's got a very interesting character arc, especially by the time he like when he comes to Fate of the Jedi, especially where he's like sitting on the uh the uh steps of the Jedi Temple with I think it's with Windorvin. Hmm. Where, like they have their they have their weekly uh lunches together or whatever. Is
0: Raynar the only one that survives out of the three
2: original joined Jedi? Lomium mm-hmm. Well, definitely die. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I've,
1: I've, it's been too long since I've read the Dark
0: trilogy. Yeah. Well, Reynard does survive
1: for
2: sure, mm-hmm. but yeah, he just gets. I always weird. forget about that because he ends up just in a just the Jedi Ward after that.
1: Yeah, for a while, I, and I I think they kind of forget about him through Legacy of the Force. Like I think it's yeah. Fate of the Jedi where he's. Because, yeah, Luke has the opportunity to kill him from what I remember at the end of Swarm War and he chooses not to. Yeah. And then, yeah. He probably would have played a role, a pretty big role in things moving forward, I think. Mm-hmm. I get the idea Troy Denning really liked his character.
0: It does kind of seem like with uh, here that they try to keep Rainar as the more, or the less socially aware character, so Tanil Call mm-hmm. ends up getting a bit of a boost where it's like she's intentionally, uh, needling Jason with his jokes rather than
1: just not understanding what humor is. So she's kind of learned from that, but yeah, she's not like socially inept. She's just like, she's just got a different culture. Like
2: she's, she's very stoic. Um, yeah. Cause like the, there's a lot more, uh, Jason
0: and Tenelkar, the kind of established couple they're sharing a seat their hands are touching like this is, mm-hmm. yeah. this is a no, big deal for
1: them they're uh, they're
2: getting pretty greasy together i i like it mm. Mm. anyway let's move on um any any so i mean the, the plot of this book is not is
1: not super complex just like last time it's, it's more like more just a continuation they're still looking um for um like it, still looking for what's his name. Oh, why am I naming it? Yeah, Bornin'. And this time they're, tra- they're traveling to Mechis. Um and that's that's really it. Like not a whole lot actually happens in no. this one. Other it's it's a lot of character stuff.
0: Yeah, it's mostly uh the stuff to find Tyco, find out that he was mm. tricking them. Uh Zek's bounty hunter story, which we did already kind of touch on. And then on the diversity alliance side we get uh we get kind of two sides of it. We get Lusa as the person who was in it, found out what they're about, and was like, nah, I'm alright. So she ends up on Yavin to tell Luke and tell the other or tell Jaina and Jason uh what's actually going on with the diversity alliance that she doesn't want to be involved in that. Meanwhile, you have Rabba on the other side who's trying to pull Lowy into it. So mm-hmm. we find out Rabba is actually pretty well known to Nala uh, or Nola, I'm not sure. Nola Tarcona, yeah. Yeah. So she's a known quantity in the Diversity Alliance. She's very supportive of what they're doing. She's still like offstandish to or standoffish towards the Jedi students. Cause she shows up initially at the at the academy on Yavin to find Lowy, pulls Lowy back to Kashyyyk, gives a speech on Kashyyyk, and starts getting some wookies to uh kind of think about what the Diversity Alliance is saying. Though so mm-hmm. no one really knows yet what's going to be happening with the poison, and I assume that might be uh, probably what Switch kind there. of pulls Raba off a little bit. And yeah. Lowy is now in with the Diversity lines. like that's where he is when the book ends. So we'll probably get more of, uh, more of an examination of what they're doing and how they're doing it. With the next book, we'll probably start getting some more developments to like actually acting on their plans rather than what the last two books have been, which is like the mystery of who they are and establishing what they want to do. So we'll see where it goes from there.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Um This is like, a, they're at the stage where they're like, she sucks. She like, I, I'm using the multi-level marketing comparison yep. again. It's, it's like, Hey, old friend, just checking up, see how you're doing. You want to meet for coffee at some point? And it's like, he says yes. They show up, and then she sells him on the multi-level marketing. She's like, "So I've I've been selling these um oh these knives. spices these uh, yeah knives the knives are the one that I'll tell a story with that in a minute selling these Cutco knives um Oof. yeah yeah and but unlike most people who would just say no he says yes and this ends with him going to the big Cutco marketing uh, conference. Mm-hmm. But, uh, when I was a kid, like it was, I think year of grade 12, I was looking through, I think it was the phone book at the time for a job or not the phone book, sorry, the newspaper for jobs. And one of them was like $15 an hour, no experience needed. And of course, like, well now 15 is the minimum wage, but back then it was like nine. Mm -hmm. Like now I'd obviously know that's too good to be true. But back then, uh, I didn't. So I called and they immediately wanted to give me an interview before even reading my resume. And I was like, okay, now this is starting to kind of hit as being probably too good to be true. And I call and they're like, yes. Or, or after I call, they give me the name of their company. They're like, coming for an interview tomorrow. And I was like, this is kind of weird. I Googled it. it. turns out Cutco is this big multi-level marketing scheme. You're not actually getting 15 bucks an hour. You're going to get fucked over by everything. I called back and said I had a family emergency. And uh, they're like, Oh, that's funny. A lot of people are having family emergencies today. I was like, yeah, you guys are fucked. <laughs> so I actually have a cuckoo story, too. Uh,
0: in university, there was someone who was like a friend of a friend kind of thing, where I met her in in some classes, but she was closer friends with uh, other people in my mm-hmm. friend group. So, luckily. So, at like any parties we had, she'd be around. But she ended up getting pretty deep in multi-level marketing. She was a, a communication student and a lot of the comm students were the people who would go like run for student government and then have yeah. a thousand Facebook friends yeah, because that was how uh, student government campaigning worked in 2011. Mm-hmm. But she ended up joining Cutco and I think she even moved to get like a, a corporate office job with them after university. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's so gross.
1: I didn't even know that was a thing.
0: Yeah. So, or she was just like one of the few people that's like semi successful enough in it to make some money initially and thought it was a legitimate job. So mm-hmm. she ended up taking the contact information of my entire friend group and giving it to Cutco to start cold calling and both for jobs and for sales. So, when one of my friends like called her on that. Oh, I was doing you a favor. Like, No, you
1: fucking weren't. I had the same thing happen with one of my friends. Michael, if you're listening, I don't blame you. But he got to the point where he actually got product set to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, from what I hear, it's like the product itself is not bad. They're just really high end knives. Like they're thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, And he got stuck with a lot of product and he was just so desperate to unload it. He did like the same thing. Um, I I think he did it through our football team, like the the numbers to the parents and stuff. But I remember him like one time I went to a buddy's house and, and Michael was just leaving. And it was like, yeah, he was been trying to sell the knives.
2: It's just like rough
1: fucking yikes. And, and he messaged me too about it, trying to get me in. Uh, And I messaged him and being like, you know this is a scam, right? Like, they tried to get me, too. And then, like, three months later, I guess, once he had finally gotten out of it, he responded, and he was like, yeah, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's fine. I'm just letting you know. Yeah. but Oh, my God.
0: She was... I think she went from Cutco to Vector. Maybe it was Vector the whole time. But they were, like, that those were the two... Yeah. uh Yeah, it was like two companies that she went between and they were both kind of the big student predatory ones in Ottawa, at
1: least at the time. Mm -hmm. But uh, University Painters was another company I felt was scummy. Do you have that in Ottawa? I don't think I've heard of that one, no. It's like it's kind of similar where it's like their job force relies on university students and that alone just like kind of makes me feel a little sketchy.
2: Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah.
1: so thank you for listening to the
0: MLM uh, podcast. MLM podcast. We're going to have some people showing up at our doors in a couple minutes. But <laughs> it's been fun while it lasted. We do have a few, <laughs> unless there's uh, anything else you want to touch on from the book, we can jump into nope. Young Jedi Knights. Mm-hmm. Or not the young. The questions for Young Jedi Knights and the podcast. Yeah, no. Do it. All right, so we already talked about the uh the shatterpoint question which was well, I can't find it anymore but it's been answered so sorry mm-hmm. for whoever's name I missed there we might come across it in a second but we have a question from Christopher Williams first who has a similar question to something we already talked about asking in honor of episode 69 of Tap Transmissions which we I feel like we we dropped the ball on uh, yeah, calling that out today Christopher wants to know who is your favorite and least favorite romantic couple in all of Star Wars.
1: That's a good one. Favorite and least favorite. Um, I gotta say, after reading uh, *Raid Squadron*, I'm not a huge fan of um of Gavin and uh, what's her name, Assyria. Just because, like, I like the idea of it. I just I feel like she does them
2: so. Yeah, when she disappears. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I don't like, I don't like most of Luke's
1: relationships other than Mara either. Uh, even like, I, I like them in theory,
0: but the scenes where it's just Luke and Mara. Yeah. Kind of gross, but uh, they have a pretty healthy relationship, I think, except for when she's trying to murder him, except for that part. But I think they're pretty good. Han and Leia, uh, when Han's not being
1: jealous, like,
0: I think their yeah. dynamic is the most fun. Yeah.
1: Especially, even when, even when they get older, it's still kind of fun. And, like, they're looking after Alana. I enjoyed that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of a boring answer. I'm trying to think of any EU only couples I really mm-hmm. like. I generally like. Uh... I hate Winter and Tycho just because yeah, he's a they... home
0: wrecker. <laughs> so, Winter and Akbar is our official favorite. Yeah. Like, I usually like uh, Jason and Tenel pre Darkness or pre
1: Legacy of the Force because then it gets, gets kind of sad. I mean. But... I think the fact that it's sad is okay, because like it's kind of realistic and okay, yeah. um, where it's like a very far from perfect relationship, and there's like a kid involved, and then yeah. uh, well, generally anything that involves eventually uh, threatening the lives of, any
0: like he does come through for them in the end, at the expense kills of his her own grandmother
1: lives, but... and father, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, he, he kills, kills a soldier,
1: and well, that kind of
0: balances out. Like I don't think Tenel is yeah. losing <laughs> any sleep over Tachum.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she gets name-dropped in this book, which was funny. Yeah, well, because Tenelka um,
0: knows she's listening into the conversation. Tenennial and Isolder isn't great either, but uh, I don't... I feel yeah. like Jason and Danny Kui, and it's not because I'm a, a Jason and Tenelka shipper. It was just kind of a weird relationship. Why about Wedge and Kui That one was weird, too. I preferred yeah. Wedge and Iala, and the fact that, like, they get there and Kui was there. Like, the fact that uh, the later books just have to Involve shitting on Queen's, like he has to break up with her at the start of a book to fix it.
1: Yeah. On that note, I do like uh, I do like Corrin and Mirax. Um, yeah. Because for one, they're in it for a long time. Um, they're both in the Rogue Squadron books, which are very well written from a character perspective, and then they they go through this stuff in Fate of the Jedi where their kids go insane. But what about uh Corrin and Chirrut? Wow. I like that in
0: a different way. <laughs> like, I think we already covered the Jaina relationships on the rankings mm-hmm. there. but mm-hmm. uh, I
1: like, I like Anakin and Tahiri
2: as well. Yeah, they're, they're so sad. People. Yeah,
0: yeah. Tahiri has like, got to be the most tragic character,
2: right? Yeah, she's got to be up there, at least. Yeah. I mean, Anakin's pretty tragic too, but.
3: But Anakin...
0: Like Anakin Solo or Anakin Skywalker? No, Anakin Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker. There's a much larger extent to which where like Anakin makes his own bed. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, the stuff like the slavery stuff, very terrible. The mom stuff, very terrible. Uh, But But
1: also not that bad. I've been there.
0: (laughs) Well, also, he's like before he decides to murder any of the children, which he does decide to do for very flimsy reasons at best.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And like Tahiri, a lot of bad stuff happens to her. And then there's a lot of bad stuff she does in Legacy of the force, but it's after she's been like to hell and back in multiple different mm-hmm. ways.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I feel like Tahiri, Tahiri had it harder oh, than Anakin.
1: I like, um, I like, uh, Dala and that Bothan Admiral. I can't remember which one it is. He's Bothan like sneaking
2: Crefet? Yeah. No, uh,
1: no, it's not Craphage. no, it, Grif- yeah, it's I can't remember his name, but um... Watu, yeah, Admiral Watu, yeah, um, yeah. I like that just because they're they're banging on the down low, and it's just it's there's just it's just really weird. They're <laughs> necking, yes, exactly. All right, so that's the
0: longest we've ever spent on a question. I think. Uh... <laughs> But thank you, Christopher. I've ever been by a question, too. Thank you,
3: Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: probably not true. Uh, All right. The next question is from Javier saying, Hey, Corey. Hey, Justin. I just started watching Darth Angelus' an- animation of Heir to the Empire, and watching mm-hmm. the Talon Card scenes got me into thinking of the Mandalorian, since it might have a mini-Thrawn campaign. How cool would it be if Talon Card was re-canonized in one of the live-action TV shows, serving the same role he did in Legends? He'd fit perfectly in with each of the live-action TV shows, is they're dealing with the shadier side of Star Wars, and can, and will continue to
1: maybe show him yeah, as someone I mean,
0: who's trying to replace Jabba in the underworld, or someone who plays both sides, seeing who comes out on top.
1: Yeah, he could fit in. There's nothing like era dependent about his character. Um, he he could even fit in after Episode Nine, really. Um, yeah, he's cool. I, I let it Antonio Banderas play him. Like I I think if we get a Talon Card
0: reintroduction. I'd be happier seeing that maybe even after
1: Episode nine, rather than yeah, in Mandalorian. Yeah, around for a bit. That's kind of how I feel about all of it. Like, reintroduce... If they're going to reintroduce the characters, treat basically move everything ahead or back 30 years. Like, I feel like the...
0: The role that Talon Card would play in something like The Mandalorian is already kind of filled by Greef Karga. So... Mm-hmm. That's true, yeah. Like he's more on the bounty hunter side versus the smuggler side, but that's kind mm-hmm. of the underworld figure who's actually more got more of a moral compass than he likes to let on. We've we've yeah. kind of got that trope already. And yeah. let him retire first, then uh then we get something about running an underworld in uh in a period where there's a lot of political turmoil after the governments have all collapsed after episode nine, if we're gonna Bring Talon back,
2: yeah.
1: I, I like that. Sounds good to me.
0: Uh, there has been a question from Rarest Chris in chat who asked, "Do you think Sword of the Jedi by Christy Golden will ever be released?" No, I don't think it was <laughs> even finished when it got canceled. So, uh, chances I don't of think them it was saying, anywhere. yeah, I don't. It probably wasn't even started. Yeah, it's, it's definitely possible. Like maybe 20 years from now, we'll get a Heart of the Jedi thing where Christy Golden's notepad will get sold on amazon we'll see maybe what would have happened but i think it's gonna i don't think it's likely
1: yeah the, the i think there are a few more uh books we might get like similar with uh with the uh, heart of the jedi but i i, I don't think that sort of the jedi is one of them yeah like i think the the two njo books that got cut were actually relatively far along yeah but... and that's something like I listened to the the Star Wars timeline guys talk about this because they were the ones who basically got all the Heart of the Jedi stuff. And it seems like they've got more content that they're going to release. And it's tough because a lot of the time back, you know, in the 90s, like for the Bantam era, this shit was being saved on floppy disks or like on computers that are long gone. Like as you get further into the 2000s, the chance increases. But like you got to have one of those situations where the book is done or near done um and also saved so like heart of the jedi that's the perfect example because it was nearly completely finished it was saved sort of the jedi has one of those things because it would have been saved probably but it, not very far along
2: yeah because it was was very close to the buyout that fate of the jedi yeah. was finished
1: or yeah, crucible like if, if, tarkin, was finished. if tarkin hadn't come out like that's one that could have leaked maybe um it like it all depends too like Tarkin probably wouldn't have. Cause it was that Lucino. That um, was Lucino. So like it, it, it also like depends like, so when it comes to like James Lucino, he, that's not a, an example where an author is going to share work. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's still doing stuff with star Wars. Um, or like he still at least has, you know, he could do stuff with star Wars. Um, yeah. Well, he's done a couple books, uh, He's been relatively involved compared to a lot of the older authors. Yeah, where like Kenneth Flint, he's not going to do any more Star Wars stuff. So it's mm-hmm. like, might as well release Heart of the Jedi to these nerds online.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah, I said with all all the love in the world. Yeah. Uh, there was another Bad Batch
0: question, which I'll leave starred, in okay. case we do another Bad Batch episode. Uh, but Hans was asking, which characters and plots do you think, would you like to see explored uh, in the Ahsoka show apart from the obvious Thrawn? I'm hoping to see more of the different Imperial warlords that were left over like Gideon and see how they clash with each other, how the New Republic deals
3: with them.
1: Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I I honestly want them to bring as many Rebels characters back as possible because... I'm it's it's frustrating to me that we never got the Rebels conclusion and like I had big hopes for Rebels sequel series and it seems like that's like mm-hmm. that was the thing that everyone was leaking all the insiders were saying was coming like like expect it like it it was supposed to be out by now when it, there's not even been a trailer an announcement I it's I'm hoping that that stuff has been kind of subsumed by Ahsoka um Ahsoka so like I want to see Zach but it, it's 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 different I guess um, yeah yeah, I don't know on the warlord
0: side, but like we're definitely getting thrawn in there somewhere. That's what she's looking for. I do hope to see more of the Rebels characters. But other than that, I don't really have any specific expectations or
2: hopes for Ahsoka. I'm yeah. happy to be surprised. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um I don't
1: know, it's just it's hard because it's it's going to be the Ahsoka show. Like mm-hmm. like it's not going to be star Wars rebel. I, I said, Zach, I meant Zeb by the way. Yeah. It's not going to be, it's not going to be the star Wars rebel sequel series. Cause it's going to be Ahsoka. Um Yeah. It's going to be the like, star
0: Wars rebel season
1: two, second half sequel. Yeah. Like there are things that I care about. I don't really care about Sabine. And like, I feel like she's definitely going to be in it. Um, she's, she's almost
0: certainly going to be in Mandalorian, if anything, more than Ahsoka
1: i feel I like think. she's one of those characters that's gonna make her way into like multiple of these shows but
3: maybe yeah what are um little player katie Sackoff. yeah uh, what else were we talking about
2: our next question comes from joel who says for today's question would it have been interesting
0: had legends continued?" Continued, if Timothy Zahn had written a direct prequel to the Thrawn Trilogy detailing Thrawn's return to the known galaxy and him taking control of the Imperial Remnant, the story could incorporate a lot of the later additions to early post-Endor lore, like who the Warlords were, and a Star Alignment uh, back actually used them in the story material instead of source books. To add to this, would it be interesting if Del later legends gone back to the early post-Endor period to incorporate a lot of the later lore added?
1: Yeah, I, I don't think you need a trilogy out of it. It could have been a cool book, though. Um, you get some of it like in the source material, but yeah, I, I would have read it.
0: Uh, for the specifics of like Thrawn coming back and setting up the Empire, I feel like that actually is better as source book material. Because mm-hmm. if the main plot is just that he's coming back to start the war stuff, that's more set up. Uh, and like there there are other books that were written about like Thrawn during the Empire, Thrawn setting up the Empire of the Hand, where there was more of a conflict for him. Uh, but as far as like just coming back and reestablishing control, I do think that probably ends up being fine with source book coverage. I would have liked maybe a book about uh Italian and the Panastar alignment. Or a short story. Like, short stories, I think, maybe might be better than source books, because yeah. I don't know if there's, like, a full book worth of stuff for it,
1: but there used to be so many short stories and, like, Insider, I think you can, and the Adventure it, it, Guides. I think if you go and write stuff about, like, him and the Empire of the Hand as well, then I think you can get a book out of it. Um, like, before he leaves and returns, like, tied in with the trilogy and the duology. Like, I think it'd be cool to have something like that kind of connecting yeah. them better, but...
3: Uh
0: number names asking, do you think there will be a Canon and Legends crossover like different universes meeting?
2: No. No, I think that's definitely not,
0: not going to happen.
1: Uh and then somebody in the chat also asked about the character from the uh High Republic that has the uh it looks like they've got Vondune Crab armor on their face. And yeah, I did see that. A character called Quart, Q O R T. And the first time I saw her, I thought is like, oh, is she like Baby Darth Crate? 'Cause because <laughs> that, that that's what I is I don't remember if Darth Crate has Von I I don't think he's got Von Dune Crab armor. Um his is something different, I believe. Yeah, he's um Yeah, the, it's it's it closer to
0: Bane esque armor. Yeah. It is it is Vong no, made though. Actually, it's no, Vong made, but I don't think it's Von no, Dune Crab,
1: is it? I just I just googled Oh yeah, Von Dune Crab is the one that what's the one Bane has? No, it is he Von He had Dune the the Edge edgelord pain armor. Yeah, I thought that was because isn't that a type of crab as well? Anyway, he did have crab armor. I was mistaken. Um, so so everything I just said is completely wrong.
2: Um, but isn't
0: it
1: different from the standard
0: photon crab armor? Like it's it's not like standard Yuzon Vong. Uh, I mean, it looks
1: different, but it's yeah, it's, it's a Yuzon Vong armor type. But I don't think it was the. Yeah, I'm just reading what the Star Wars wiki page says. I, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't really know.
2: But uh, yeah,
1: like I don't think a crossover
0: between legends or canon would be. I-, I think that would be difficult for a lot of people to follow, including us. Uh, yeah. The idea that they like go between universes or something, and there's a lot of the very bad uh, fan theories of like, oh, the world between worlds is like a- going to be a retcon to everything. I don't like, and no, that's also
1: not happening. Yeah, the very very best we can hope for is more legend stuff. It's possible. I mean, this is why you've got to support, like, if you're a fan of Star Wars Legends stuff, you should really buy these reissues and buy the mm-hmm. audiobooks. Like, for me, I, I don't think there's a great possibility. I think there's a small possibility. What I do think is possible, though, and very possible, is we get all of these Star Wars Legends abridged audiobooks trans uh, made into unabridged versions. Like, yeah. I know there is a cost there, But I think that's an example where, like, maybe you can get to the point where the cost is less than what they're earning. So, like, and that's not new material, but for a lot of people, like, like just off my numbers, like when I like I get a lot of people to to try audiobooks the first time, it's a really good way to get into to Star Wars and books. So, like, any little thing you can do is helpful.
0: Yeah, like, I don't think it's impossible that we get. Uh, Something new in Legends written. Like, we had the Marvel comic issue come out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, it's not impossible. I don't think it's super likely. I don't think it's something they're actively planning for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was another question of, like, do you think EU fans would consider it real Legends? And I, I don't think there's any reason they wouldn't. Like, you, if somehow there was an announcement that Michael Stackpole was going to be writing a new X Wing novel in the Legends continuity, I don't think anyone would be like, no, that's that's not legends. Yeah.
1: But you did say of Michael Stackpole. I think if like it's definitely not going to be Aaron Alston that writes a new X-Men. So <laughs> No, but I mean if like Kevin is it Kevin Scott? Is that that's his name, right? Um Oh uh, yeah. If if he wrote a new Legends book, I think like like and this is nothing against Kevin Scott personally. It's just he's just the first canon writer I thought. Like I think maybe that would be a case where people like yeah. the the hardcore angry fans might get mad. Like I yeah, but that'd be appreciate. true to the
0: same extent that like when NJO came out, and then Darkness came out, and then Legacy of the Force came out, and Fate of the Jedi came out, and Crucible came out, and Legacy comments mm-hmm. came out. That even at that point, people said this isn't real Star Wars. I don't think yeah. the response would be much different than that.
1: Totally agree. Totally agree. But. Uh,
3: well,
1: I think that's. We should probably end it there. Um, we've got some Sea of Thieves to do tonight. It's going to be great fun. We're starting that in 15 minutes. Over on you're doing it on your channel too, right? Yes. Yeah, Corey loses and X2. But uh, yeah, make sure you guys leave the podcast reviews. I'm going to check them again next episode. Um, if you want us to read your podcast reviews, I will. I mean, I'll probably read them anyway. But if you want to really make sure I read them, include the word crab in there at some point
2: crab Hmm. yeah and it can't be crab armor so well we're approaching the weekend so i hope you're all able to let lusa and
3: that's going to do it for us tonight thanks for listening bye everybody